Today, Kanye West is an American village idiot, wandering around the digital wastes and blathering incomprehensible crackpot theories. But in 2010, he was on top of the world. Oh, wait, he was already in the media doghouse for a series of big mouth blunders. Claiming George Bush didn't care about black people, interrupting Taylor Swift at an award ceremony. Those were the things that passed for media gaffes in a world where no one could imagine Donald Trump as president. But Kanye's fifth album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, was intended as atonement for his sins. In a move reminiscent of Brian Wilson, Ye retreated to a studio and put together something the music world had never seen, a hip-hop art house experiment. By 2010, your hosts were already old married guys headed into the bunker of the small child years, so we missed out on this album, but we've heard the talk. So, we thought we'd drink some Hennessy and see what stupid things it makes us say. It's time for episode 92 of Toasting the Classics, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Welcome to Toasting the Classics, a podcast where we take something that people call classic and we drink something inspired by the classic while we talk about it. We got the number one all-star game lineup today. This is Dave MacArthur and Clint Lanier. Welcome, everybody. And, and it, you know, it's it's fitting what, what Dave said at the top of this. You didn't hear it because you weren't invited, but I heard it. He said, let me clear my throat. That's a line. If anybody remembers, uh, there's a Beastie Boys license to ill. Let me clear Some my right. throat. That's mystical, isn't it? Now it's, uh, oh, it's okay. I think it's Mike D goes, let me clear my throat. Okay. And he goes under this whole, kick it over that. here, baby pop. So let all the flies give you, feel the beat. Mm, drop you. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that was, my... I know, I know. Beastie oh, Boys. Was that, was that, I think it was Ad Rock that's, actually that's a, that did that. Yeah. That line came from LL Cool J sent a mixtape in basically of him rapping to a producer okay. that the Beastie Boys worked with, Ruben. Before oh, he started rapping, like he said, let, let me clear my throat. But he said in the LL Cool J way, let me clear my throat. And he clears his throat, and then he starts rapping, right? Ad Rock thought, thought yeah. it was funny, and then spit it out in one of their in one of their songs because he thought nice. that was a cool line. Let me clear my throat. They have a lot of clips like of um, they're just sitting around the studio, and Biz Markey is just talking. And they yeah, just, yeah. Use things yeah. he said because yeah, he had his all, really funny voice. Yeah. The reason I bring all that tangent up is because today's episode has to sort of kind of deal with that universe. Who are we uh, or what are we talking about today, Mr. MacArthur? We're talking about a rapper who is now known by an archaic pronoun. Yay. Uh -huh. Yay. Uh, this, back in these days, this was Kanye West. His album. Now, I have to be careful with this. I keep getting the wrong adjectives when I try to name the album. <laughs> My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Right. I kept saying strange, beautiful, dark fantasy, dark, right. beautiful. It, it, I've me I messed it up more times than I've messed up trying to spell Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, it messed me up because you told me, all right, this is the album you need to get for this episode. And so I go out mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm searching. At first, I just search Apple Music. There's nowhere to be found. I'm like, well, it's got to be out there somewhere. I'm like, wait, did they yeah. cancel all of Kanye and take or yay and take them off of Apple? So I looked up Kanye West and my beautiful blah, blah, blah came up. And I was like, oh, that must be what he was talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. Wait, was he canceled off Apple? Is that is that? What no, no, he's on. He's on Apple. I just I okay. just you never know. I mean, he, let's see. Adidas canceled them. That's what makes today's you know episode so interesting is because of the subject matter. You can't we can't really just talk about this album. We got to talk about the guy who made it. Yeah. Um, Cause he's just, he's just, he's all over the place. I don't know who he offended today. He probably all over said the place is a good way to put it. Yeah. He definitely. probably said that, you know, the Albanian genocide was a good thing or something stupid like that today. I mean, he just, you know, he, he throws these, these cultural grenades out there almost just to see what happens. You know, the odds, the odds <laughs> that we're going to release this podcast on a day where he's not part of the news cycle in any way, <laughs> right. very low because he's, yeah. like you said, he's probably out there saying that Sri Lanka should be exploded right exactly yeah sunk to the bottom of the ocean yeah so yeah, yeah. Oh, a, I like I like the Khmer Rouge I totally agree with everything they said you know they did yeah and I uh, put on some I put on some random interviews just uh -huh. just to get some modern what's he saying today and I yeah. listened to this interview with this guy where he was justifying saying that Jewish genocide was okay and then he was saying it was okay that he said that because he's black which makes him Jew and the guy said, you mean Jewish? And he said, no, Jew. Black people are Jew. I was like, can you please stop saying that? <laughs> it's like, like fingernails on a blackboard every time you open it. Yeah. Mouth. 
That that's a weird word because I hear people say it all the time. He's a Jew. I and then people say, "Well, self-identify." I'm a Jew. I have always hated that word, like a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never I've never sounds, liked it. You know, it sounds there's something about just the sound of it. It's very yeah, it just sounds auto. terrible. It's like so one syllable. Yeah, it, right. It's a bit like when Donald Trump says the blacks. Right. It's, exactly. You're not necessarily saying something yeah. horrible when you use the phrase the blacks. Right. But, but you're probably saying something right. pretty horrible. Because that's a real <laughs> the uh, yeah. So we're talking about ye, yay, 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 ye. I, I don't know. It? I've been saying yay. Is it ye? I, I, don't, I don't know. know if, well, it's Kanye, so that means yay, right? But then he has Yeezys. That's his like tennis shoes or something like that, or his clothing brand is Yeezy. Okay. And I think he called himself Yeezus at one time. Yeah, I've seen that. I have seen and, that. Uh, and I think Yeezy. So is it yay? I guess two E's would be the ye part. Honestly, I never I, understood how to pronounce the the pronoun ye when it's in in old archaic things, you know, like yeah. ye intruders beware. Is it ye? Do you say ye? Yeah, ye. All ye old. Ye? Yeah, it'd be like ye, okay, ye, ye old something or other, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Anyway, Mr. West, as we'll call him. Right. Sorry, um, Mr. West. Is very, no, very controversial rapper. He's been out a lot longer than I thought. He's been around for a long time. And I got to be honest, this is not my wheelhouse. We'll, okay. We can talk about the album in a minute. So I didn't know a lot about him. I, I remember two things, I think, about him. I mean, obviously, he's in the news all the time now. He like somehow he hit this stratospheric level of like awareness. Like, you know, now right. everybody has to yeah. be aware of everything that he does. And maybe that was when he married Kim Kardashian or something. I think but so. I think I think that's the moment where he became like a pop culture apotheosis. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, yeah. She's so she was so prominent in right. culture for a while. No idea why. Honestly, no idea why. I have no right. idea what that person is famous for. What did Kim Kardashian bring to the table? I know what she was famous for. <laughs> why? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we lots know what she people, was famous for. We should do. People have done that, and we should do that classic like, sometime. Yeah. Anyway. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I was aware of him really for two things. One for interrupting Taylor Swift. That was the right. famous 2010 thing, and then also for the rant about George Bush hates black people. I think right. he did that. I think that was him. And like after Katrina, I believe like oh yeah two is that right oh two maybe Whatever no no so Katrina is pretty well burned into my memory because I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast but I lived in New Orleans when Katrina hit I, you might have so, you might have said that a couple of times so I I have a very vivid memory of it's 2005 and I ended up in Colorado for the semester after the hurricane and we were all watching the TV when he said that on TV yeah and I was I remember just just the look on Mike Myers face. Yeah. He's like George Bush. Does he say George Bush hates black people or George Bush does not care? I think he says George Bush does not care about black people. I, I cannot remember. So I remember that. And then he gets up on stage with Taylor Swift. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I just wanted to yeah. say Beyonce should have gotten this award. <laughs> I mean, that's just classic. And the look on Taylor Swift's face, she's like, what is going on right now? Oh, and yeah. uh, anyway, so I don't think you can do that with that today with Taylor Swift's power i think i think there i don't know i don't think he got away with it then i i think i think i think he probably would get away with it more today not because of taylor swift but just because of the way that the, the climate is today where they they might also ex we might also expect it from from him now well from like, him you know from him, yeah yes yeah. yeah if you're so, assuming he's still him i mean just a random rapper got up and said something like that to taylor swift everybody'd be like she needs to go sit down and be quiet it's time for him to talk because that's yeah the oh yeah yeah in 2024 they, they play this this victim thing you know where it's like mm -hmm. okay you're white so you have th this is you have privilege because of that but you're a woman so that takes the woman. privilege down mm -hmm. a little bit but he's black so he has more privilege but he's a man that takes it down but he's still because he's black he has more right. he, he has less privilege than you so he's more of a victim so he gets to talk and you don't so meanwhile anyway. meanwhile they're both um multi-hundred millionaires yeah uh, I think more privilege well, he, than I could ever dream of. But he was, I think he, she's a billionaire now. And I know he was a billionaire before he started popping yeah. off about how good Hitler yeah. was. He's really lost. He's really lost it recently. I actually yeah. haven't been following him that close for the last few years. I sort of knew he wasn't doing well, but like yeah. when I've seen the things he said recently. It's, I saw a clip of his presidential campaign yeah. and the first rally he had and how he's standing there on the stage in, bursting into tears talking about how he his his oldest daughter they almost had an abortion with her right which is 
that's an upsetting thing. But why are you talking about that at a presidential yeah. rally? Why are you unable to control your emotions in public? It's yeah. compl completely unfit for presidential material. Let's yeah. just say I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think <laughs> West should be the president. Well, he he does have. I think he does have some personality disorder, like some real issues. Yeah. And um, yeah. and from if I remember correctly, he he could be medicated, but he chooses not to medicate. Yeah, because he he says it it depresses his creativity. Which is probably true. It's probably yeah. He's probably right. You know, I mean, because you have less energy. You know, all this other stuff. And it seems to me a little bit like, and I've seen, I've actually known people with this. It, it seems to me a little bit like schizoaffective disorder. Uh -huh. like sometimes having breaks with reality, and sometimes having your mood swing really, like having extremely labile moods. You know, yeah. i.e., standing in front of a crowd and weeping about something that happened yeah, twenty yeah. years ago. Right. You know, things like that. So I mean, I, it's. I think he's definitely not neurotypical as they would say today but i also think yeah. that, that the kind of brilliance you see in the writing and the sort of music that's coming together in his albums mm -hmm. that kind of connective tissue and things coming together in that way I'm not sure a neurotypical brain could do that necessarily mm. i think there may be a yeah. connection well there's the you know there's the kind of myth or theme of the mad genius right right you've got like right. uh van gogh or van gogh <clears throat> uh, however you pronounce it uh, I hate it when you people know. say that. But yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Oscar Wilde. I mean, just on and on. Uh, you know, Hemingway. We've talked about. I mean, there's all these examples of of mm -hmm. like the mad genius. They all sort of end tragically. You know, if he's on that road, I don't. I don't. You know, I hope not, that doesn't happen. Maybe he'll break the trend. But it may not end in like a physical death for him or something like that. Yeah. But it, it definitely seems like his career is at a terminal point. I don't think he's coming yeah. back. He's kind of obsessed with Michael Jackson which I think is a similarly tragic career of like brilliance and just having the damage that was done to you as a child. And maybe in Kanye's case, being born with a mental disorder, yeah. but the damage that was done to him from like the day he started is like, is lit when I say tragic, I mean, literally tragic. Like it's a flaw there from the beginning. You're talking no about Jack Michael Jackson, right? I'm talking about Michael Jackson and Kanye. Yeah. West, both yeah. of them. It's like the flaws that were there at the very beginning, the tragic flaws end up negating all, well i don't know if they negate all the great work i guess that's kind of what we're sitting here talking about today is is the great work worth it but in any anyway it's a it's a tragic downfall for this person oh just i see i see written in the written in the cards from day one the second they but, were born but see here's the thing with 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 <clears throat> kanye though yeah sorry whatever i don't okay that dude uh, the guy I'm we're talking about today. i'm good with saying okay. kanye I'm, okay. I'm, I'm an old man uh, i'm not changing <laughs> Thing about Kanye is the problem with it is we don't know if, if if it's trying to get attention versus something he believes or whatever, right? And that's the problem right. with it because he's like he's done this stuff before. I mean, he where right. he says something outrageous, it gets his name in every paper, everybody reacts, and then he drops an album, and everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's a genius," and they welcome him back in to the fold, right? right. This is one of those things like, what's the worst person I can agree with? What's the worst thing I can say? Maybe. Um, and then it becomes. Is it like an intentional attempt to go viral, essentially? Correct. Is what you're yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Some... I right. don't know. I mean, that's possible. The guy does have a brilliance for becoming. I guess I don't usually look for conspiratorial reasons for things, but that's completely possible because yeah. he does seem to be clearly very clever at, at self-promotion. Anyway, right. he's self-promoting. So I don't know. I don't know about the intentionality of it. It's possible. I was thinking about, I was, I didn't really, since I hadn't seen the recent stuff, I didn't really know how unglued he's become recently. Yeah. But I was thinking some of it may have to do with the kind of mind that is a good freestyle rapper, right? Mm -hmm. That's somebody that shoots from the hip and is great, great, a great talker can speak mm -hmm. from the hip and can just go off. Maybe that becomes like its own sort of curse. Like you just are used to talking off the cuff and maybe, mm -hmm. You get older maybe you're not as good at it anymore or something and so you're just you're mouthing off and you're saying whatever comes to your mind because that's how you got famous right and then you dig yourself a hole and, and right. disaster disaster ensues basically yeah next thing you know you're talking about the jews and then people are asking that and then you're digging yourself a deeper hole yeah so i don't know it, there's a lot of different ways to come at it but let's 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 take a break from uh let's talk i'm talking about kanye let's go ahead and get our drinks out what are we let's uh, get our drink on yeah what are, what are we drinking it was your choice so it seemed to me like the obvious choice was Hennessy, just just because I'm racist and I associate black people with Hennessy. No, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Supposedly, this is the actual beverage that he was drinking on the night that um, that he got up and 
announced that Taylor Swift should have okay. lost to, right. uh, to Beyonce. So, well, uh, I don't, I don't think this is the exact beverage she was drinking because I, I probably can't afford the version of Hennessy that he was probably oh, drinking. Oh, I see, I see. So there's so, obviously there'd be, yeah, there'd be better versions, huh? So tell me, tell me what uh, what the label on your uh, on yours says. Very special cognac. Okay, so, so that's what mine says. So that's not VSOP. Is VSOP is the better kind, I guess. Yeah, XO is the best kind. So well, this XO this bottle, better. this bottle, and I only bought like a half pint, a tiny bottle, because it was eighteen dollars, and I was like, well, yeah, I got, I won't I got one of these guys. I don't know how. Big yeah, that's is. exactly what I got too. It, it's very special. So very special cognac is aged for two years, minimum of two years. Okay. VSO VSOP VSOP is very special old pale, I think, something like that. And that's very for special old, yeah, very special old pale, right? And that is for four years minimum. And then XO is extra old, which is the best. So that's like Louis the Fourteenth cognac and stuff like that. So he was probably not drinking the champagne of <laughs> of Hennessy's. He was drinking. No, he's probably drinking the good stuff. Good, yeah. So cheers. Yeah, cheers. I, I, you know, I really like this. I actually had a glass of it. I went out to dinner when mm. I was in Virginia by myself, and I got a. Yeah. And then after I had my steak, I was thinking, I want something that's like a digestif. So oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll have a glass of Hennessy. And I had it. And I was like, I really, this is really tasty. I really yeah, yeah. like this. Did you have it neat? I had it neat. Yeah. Along, yeah. Just after eating a filet mignon, it was like yeah. a wonderful, wonderful experience. That's I was thinking to myself, have I not had this before? Because it's associated. I, it says two thirds of the market for Hennessy is African-American. Which I don't know right. if anybody. How could you possibly have numbers on such a thing? That's got to be yeah. an estimate. But I think I had an experience when I was in junior high school that was very embarrassing. Okay. I was really, I really liked the Kansas City Royals when I was a little tiny kid because that was my little okay. league. Team. Okay. They got Bo Jackson on the team, <laughs> the Kansas uh -huh. City Royals, yeah. and he was also playing football. And I yeah. decided I really liked the Raiders because he the was Raiders, on the yeah. Raiders team. So I had all this Raiders gear. I had a Bo Jackson jersey. I, it was wintertime, and I had this great big puffy starter jacket. Oh, oh no. no, no! And I wore it to I wore it to school, and like I was I was so happy with it. And stuff. And one of my friends took me aside at some point. And he was like, "Dave, those coats are only for black people." And I was like, what? <laughs> "I didn't really care about that, but it was super super embarrassing." Like I was like yeah. I'm walking around trying to be like a thug, and I had no yeah idea yeah right right. So yeah. I guess maybe I've had a little embarrassment about accidentally being <laughs> like, like I don't want to, I don't want to be like Eminem, talk, you know, walking around yeah. trying to do something I'm not. So sure, but sure, I, I love that. That's awesome. In actuality, I think this is a great drink. I, I could see why it's a good, it's a good drink. You know, it became, I mean, the African African American like rap or pop, hip hop community, I should say, it went mm -hmm. from forties, which we talked. I think we've talked about that before. Like in the eighties, nineties, it was it was forties. And then it moved from there to, you know, there's really upscale drinks and, and cognac was one of them. But what's funny, do you remember Tim Meadows from Saturday Night Live in the, I believe oh, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, man. Hello. Hello, lady. It's the lady, the man. Have I ever with had my bottle With my bottle of Covatier. Didn't we get Crevassier for some cocktail that we made? We might have. I think we did. What, what we is made it? Fun, it? Made What's fun in of it? it? Yeah, what? It's a liqueur, it, right? No, it's it's a cognac. Oh, okay. All right. I don't it's think one I of the other. It. It's one of the other okay. cognacs. So no, I think I'm but I think, but I, but I, think I didn't know what Drambuie was. I think maybe. the funny one was the funny point about it was Crevassier, not not just because of the lift, but um, <laughs> or the right. speech impediment, but. Uh, like that's like the lower brand, so that's like the forty ounce of cognac oh, would be oh, Covatier. Oh, that's funny. and so <laughs> there's a cognac brand by Tim Meadows. I hope please let it be by Tim. No, Meadows. it's so Jay Z has his own cognac sure. brand called Doucet, D apostrophe okay. U S S E, and then a little thing over the E. So I think but, this uh, is really indicative of like you're talking about the shift from malt liquor to like to something like Hennessy, right? In 1992, anybody in hip hop who wanted to be like a fabulously wealthy, it would have all been aspirational in 1992. Correct. Would have 100% aspirational. I see. Yeah, yeah. Literally kids coming from the projects that like right. want to be wealthy one day. Today, yeah. the wealthiest cultural icons in the world are associated with hip hop. Yep. I mean, literally right. the absolute top of the game in the on the entire well, planet. 
I think you can you can go beyond that. You know, you look at the themes mm -hmm. uh, in hip hop in say '92. So '92, you've got you know what comes out in '92, Chronic, right? Chronic. So right. the Chronic. So like take the the themes in there were all about it was street street gangs, right? It was right. Uh, you know yeah. gangsters yeah, and yeah. smoking yeah. pot. It was cruising in your in your uh, in your lowrider convertible, you know, and and just on and on and on, right? And that was sort sort of it. There was some sex in there, but it it was mostly about getting high, running from the cops, you know, shooting rivals, stuff like that. His themes are all about it's like materialism. He talks about fame, you know, mm -hmm. the problems with fame. He talks about women that he's dating, like, and he's talking to them, like addressing them. He talks about sex. He talks about all these other themes. He doesn't talk about gangs. He doesn't talk about tapping somebody talk, in the ass. He doesn't talk he about doesn't No, there's, I don't think just listening to this, there's a little bit of bravado in some of these lyrics. There's a little bit of I'm so scary, but there's nothing specifically gangster at all in yeah. this, in well, this album. The bravado, the bravado is I'm a, I'm a really good rapper. I mean, that, that's I'm a good bravado. rapper. Yeah. yeah. I'm know? a good rapper. Yeah. Exactly. And, but and, it's like, it's like the common theme between the two things is the male ego. That's the that's, that's the thing that the, the chronic yeah. and this are both talking about the same thing. Yeah. But this is more like Hemingway. It's like the tortured male ego. Yeah. And power fantasies and like what happens when you get power. And the, there's discussions of completely different things because this is the guy who's on top. This is not Dr. Dre and Snoop are like coming up. They're like nobody at the time. This is that's what made them famous. And so there's a big difference. And also the, the genre, the musical genre is in a completely different place. I mean, I remember the first time I heard Runaway. The first Runaway. time I ever heard Runaway, uh, um, I was looking up what was new that year on Pitchfork. I was looking up what was really good that year on Pitchfork. And they were like, you got to listen to this song Runaway. Just the audacity of starting a hip hop song with one little key. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then and then doing that, cycling that into a little melody, and then bringing in all this other stuff, and I was like, "All right, yeah. I'll listen to that." And that is just, there's no, check out me, look how awesome I am, I'm going to kill everybody, kind of kind of bravado. Yeah. Yeah. There's a different kind of bravado. There's the narcissistic, artistic bravado going on yeah. there. It's, it's right. a different phenomenon, way more interesting to me, frankly. Yeah. Doctor Dre's fun. I love that stuff. But this is much more interesting to me. Well, I like I like what you said about like a different time because you look at everybody in NWA. Where were they all from? They're all from Compton, right? So they're yeah. all they're all in, in a way, right? I think well, we've, South I think Central, we've pierced some of that. Myth. Yeah, we've Let's sort of pierced that balloon. Bit, yeah, but they're South Central yeah. LA, whatever. They're dealing drugs. They, I mean, they weren't raised in a white collar, upper middle class type of household. Kanye's mom was the chair of the English department at Chicago, right. you know, university. Right. His dad was a photojournalist. I mean, his dad was a black is, panther. Yeah, a black panther, but like, he's, a, he's he's a photojournalist. And and you could argue that you know they're both artists. I mean, you've got a photographer, you've got a writer in the house. So you've got upper middle class, at least if not upper class upbringing. Every opportunity probably went to really good schools. Uh, probably had grew up in a really good environment, kind of a drug. He had really good educational. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how affluent. I think they were reasonably. They weren't like in the projects or anything. I, I think they were just sort of normal middle class in terms of money. But the education. No, I think he definitely no, had educational opportunities I, that he rejected. If you're if you're a professor at Chicago, you're making really good money, and that's what yeah. But she's but she's single. She's in the city. I mean, I'm saying it was. It, I'm sure it wasn't like a, it's not a bad upbringing, but I don't think they were like you know fans. Like I, I would, I would still, I would still argue they're probably upper middle class. They're probably middle class, but they're probably upper middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think um, that's about right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like he was a kid that he, he went to college. I mean, he he, did, yeah. he decided to drop yeah. out because he wanted to pursue his career. Well, he went to he went to two colleges. He went to an art school, and then he went to uh -huh. you know a, a it, it's a public Ivy League. I mean, Chicago is very difficult to get into, and it's very. I think didn't Obama teach there, or he went there, or something like that. I think he he was teaching there Maybe. when he. All I'm saying is that it, is you're right. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm agreeing with you. You know, yeah. you've got you've got on the one side in 1992, you've got street thugs. They come from the street. They're singing about being on the street because that's that's what they know. They sing about doing drugs, about dealing drugs, about running from the cops, about getting locked up like Snoop Dogg, about getting shot with a 22 or shooting some of the 22, whatever Snoop Dogg did. You know, and they also you know talk about D's nuts and and you know put it. Yeah, you know, so let's talk about sex and, and wanted to, you know, whatever. When you when you draw that distinction, you have forgotten about two things. What's that? 
I'm hoping you'll remember the lyrics so I don't have to say it. You forgot about two things, Kanye says. His big, his oh, big yeah, his, big, yeah. His, his black, yes. So yeah. he's still talking so, about D's nuts. He's still occasionally <laughs> referring to his genitals. It's not, yes, it's not yes. Yeah. He's, the, he's know, definitely doing that. It's interesting anyway. that, this is, that he's from Chicago. I, I didn't really think of that in the research. I didn't really consider that at all, but you've obviously got East Coast, West Coast rap, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's the big thing in the 90s. And then he comes out of Chicago. And then obviously it's Georgia that takes over later. Yeah. Right. So it moves around and it seems to it seems to kind of follow where it's genuine. I, I believe you as being tough and, and from a bad neighborhood, being from Atlanta right. today, much more yeah. than I do if you're from LA. If you're from LA today, True. I'm like, mm, were you on the dive team? <laughs> right. Know, like, <laughs> right. Like it's a little, you know, I always thought the East Coast guys, I think I probably preferred West Coast rap when I was a kid, but the East Coast guys seem to be more legit. They seem to come from yeah. like the, the New York guys lived in projects like Jay. Yeah. That's where Jay Z was dealing crack in the yeah. Bronx when he was a kid. Like that, true, true. For what that's yeah. worth, you know. I think but, uh, if I remember correctly, Ice Cube's parents were. He didn't come from a broken household, and they were middle class, no. blue collar, middle class. He went to like the Phoenix Institute of Art or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. We, easy yeah, we, we parents. About yeah. Yeah. Easy E's parents were were married, blue collar. I think his dad was like a postal worker or something like that. I mean. Um, but they, they did grow up sort of in the predominantly black neighborhoods of, of LA. Mm -hmm. And I think those sort of became riddled with crime through the seventies and eighties. It's probably not, wasn't like that when they moved there, but it became like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like, you know, there's the white, white flight, you know, where the, right. where black people move in, the white people all split, they go to the suburbs. And so you're left with sort of a rundown neighborhood that just gets progressively worse. I came to this album clean, man. I I I, I might have listened to some of these some of this music. It might have been on like in a club that I was in or something like that. I've never heard any of these songs before in my life. Okay. So I mean, I was a oh virgin. okay, so, was, so nothing, nothing I, from from track. I was a, to track. I was a Kanye Kanye virgin, and not a, um, no, not Kanye. You've heard Kanye, right? no? I've never I've never listened you to know, this rap before. you know Gold Digger. Oh yeah, Gold Digger. Okay, everybody Every, knows Gold Digger, but everybody knows yeah. that one. But I mean, like any of his Jesus, Jesus walks. There's a couple of yeah, but but see that that stuff is that's a different Kanye mm. though. That's sort of my Kanye. sort of my point. Yeah. This is this is what you would call the original Kanye, and I had never heard any of it. If I listen to hip hop, it's from the '90s, or it might be from the '80s, and actually even early 2000s, man. The whole 808 uh, bass thing. I mean, it was all about bass, right? Okay. And so you'd be driving down the street, everybody would be pumping bass out of their car. And it was like, you know, and shaking your car and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so this is that. a totally different, this is a different approach to it. You've got mm -hmm. pianos and you've got, you know, a symphony and what's all the, this other stuff. What's the number one most comparable thing that we've talked about so far on this podcast when it comes to this album? There's two, there's two, but I think there's, the, there's one that's the number one thing and it's, I thought it, and I've heard when I was doing the research, other people made this comparison as well. Okay. I want to say Weird Al, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you. It's if, if nothing the, else, if nothing it's else, really the just aesthetics. The prevalence of the accordion. Yeah. That, yeah. If nothing else, the aesthetics, right? Right. Um, yeah. No, I give up. What, what are you? What are you thinking? It's pet sounds. It's pet sounds. Oh, pet this, sounds. This oh, that's so interesting. Much like okay. Going off that's and having this like long production. And the one, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people involved, but really the one musical genius just yeah. being the general of the whole project, the crazy extra instruments and yeah. doing something that's just not part of what the genre is supposed to be doing at the time and huh? producing something that's completely different. And then the weird thing is, is the long decline into madness by the artist afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's more intense for Brian Wilson. I think it's just a different mental illness, but yeah. it seems to me like they both sort of, just spiraled after i mean not not right after yeah. this because he still has a couple more albums after this 2013 was a big one um and he's still more or less a normal prominent hip-hop artist up until right around the time he split with kim kardashian i think yeah but this is uh, i i just thought that was an interesting comparison because it, it occurred to me and then I, I discovered recently there's this series of books about the great albums of history little tiny guides mm -hmm. to the great albums and i also just discovered that, that the new york public library has a whole branch dedicated to the performing arts. Like you go there, 
And it's just shelves and shelves of books about music and movies and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. I knew they had these books and I really wanted to go to that library. So I went and got this book and I was reading it. And the guy that wrote it, I think maybe Goat is over-intellectualizing to some mm. extent, this mm -hmm. album. Although it does deserve some of what he's talking about. But he he was talking about the Pet Sounds comparison. I felt very vindicated oh. by that. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's not just in my head. So. There's some things you can say about it before we really get in the album. I think. I think we can. Sure. We can agree on a, a lot of stuff as an artist. I think Kanye, and this is probably why he is he receives so much credit. Is he he pushes boundaries, right? Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Some would say he takes a pole and jumps over those boundaries twenty right. feet. You know, he pushes the envelope. He broadens it more, and I think. That's sort of what you're saying. Like Wilson, Brian Wilson did that. And then other people took up the mantle, you know, the Beatles and so forth. And we, well, we the radio, the Radiohead album, Radiohead, Radiohead yeah. Talked about is very yeah. similar. There's this yeah, whole complicated so, production, you know, that they went through. Right. And the, the studio was very disappointed by how artistic the album was. And yeah, right. And some of these are the ones that last. Some of these are the, but, but it's, but it's through. those are the ones that they get a critical, they get critical success, even if they don't. Mm -hmm. You know, make a ton of money or whatever. So I will say that, you know, although I, I don't really have anything to compare it to, I guess for due diligence, I should go back and listen to the album prior to this to see how much you know, further he took it or something. But it's a little bit like what we talked about with the difference between Sgt. Pepper's and Revolver. When you hear Revolver the first time, you know, you're like, oh, that's a good album. You know, it's a little different yeah. than the Beatles. But then you go and you hear Sgt. Pepper's and you're like, they're doing completely different stuff. Yeah. But then when you go back and listen to Revolver again, you can hear they're starting to evolve. Hear their and, evolution, yeah. And I remember listening to uh, there's this track "Gone" by Kanye West, and I can't remember the name of the album it's on. It's it's a couple of years before this. It's like 2004 or something. I had a friend who was a music major, really into music theory, and we're listening. You know, I'm just you know rapping along with this and enjoying the song at a visceral wow. level. Just it's a, it's a cool song. But he's sure. like, I had he, he stopped. He was like, I've never heard a hip hop artist modulate in a track hmm. before. He just changed keys in a way you're not supposed to do. He's doing things. I don't even know if Kanye would know. I mean, maybe he's he, like I said, like you said, he went to art school. He, he might be capable of, of understanding these things and, and intellectualizing it. I really don't know. He talks out of his butt so much when he's yes. talking. He sounds like a fool. The right. art and what he does with his art shows me he's not that there's a yeah. there's a deep intellect behind this. That's an, that's another thing that the guy was joking about in the book that I read is he said it's an open question whether Kanye West has a sense of humor. <laughs> like, right. like nobody knows like the guy right. talks and you're like is he serious is he does he yeah. get the joke we're all laughing at him what's happening here but yeah 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 that could go with your theory about his intentional virality i don't know maybe he's just trolling everybody all i know is that he's done these things in the past to get his name out there you know and he does like crazy crazy stuff says crazy things whatever and it's typically if you didn't want attention you wouldn't do that he's got enough yeah. he's got enough handlers people around him that he, he wouldn't have to do that riding around Venice and the Venice canals with your pants down between your, you know, down to your knees as your wife, whatever. No. Was it you some know, you, kind of like a, like a exhibitionist sex thing you're talking exactly. about? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 That's something else he did not too long ago. Now, <laughs> and, and he knows full well that there's photographers everywhere that they're oh, following yeah. him around Venice, you know? So he knows that, so you want to ask the same question about Trump, right? It's like, this seems to be the genuine article. It seems to be what the guy is. But does he also kind of just do it because it brings notoriety? Oh, Trump Trump is all about show and 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 look at yeah. me and attention seeking and stuff. Yeah, Trump is But it seems know, to get worse his... and worse as he gets older, right? It seems to be more and more of it but as as both of these guys get further in their career. It's yeah. almost like they're trying to one up themselves. Right. The media is to blame because they they know it'll sell. It'll get right. clicks. You know, there's there's one of those things like if God was real, like if okay. God is real and, and everybody right. stopped believing in him, would he still be real? What would happen? Right. It's the same analogy with Trump or Kanye. If, if you just ignored them, would they just go mm -hmm. away or would they keep doing this kind of stuff? I always wonder that about school shooters and, and mass shooters. Right. In general. We, yeah. If we stopped putting their names in the paper after they do it. You know, like I can name the two kids that shot up Columbine High School. And if those, yeah. if they hadn't done that, I would have never known who those two people were. Yeah. So no, to some extent, in a very nihilistic sense, it's almost like that's what those people want. They just want to get their name in the history book. Yeah, right. Well, I think you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, uh -huh. sort of talks about that, that there becomes this epidemic of people doing a certain thing 
when they right. see everybody else do it. In his book, he talks about suicide. Like there's this island in Indonesia or something like that where suicides just went off the map with kids. And it was because people were paying so much attention to it that everybody decided it was a thing where right. it was never a thing before. You know, school shootings didn't ex really exist, right? And then this happened and people for a year or more, I mean, and it changed society in different ways. And that's sort of the sad recklessness of Kanye is that when he says something like, oh, Hitler was a good person and, and blah, blah, blah. There is a small percentage of people that will believe him because he said that. There is a small people, you know, percentage of people now who probably are either more or are now anti-Semitic because of what he said. Maybe now they don't believe in the Holocaust or maybe now they, you know, Hitler's actually did a good job or whatever. This, I guess this kind of makes me a little uncomfortable to talk about. Maybe it's not my place to talk about it. But anyway, there's definitely a thread in African-American communities where anti-Semitism is way more acceptable to voice than it would be anywhere else. I've heard it a few times in my life from black people that I knew, even just kind of saying things like, oh, did the Holocaust really happen? And it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a free country. You should be able to say whatever the heck you want. But at the same time, if, if you're asking that question, I kind of know where you're coming from. Like, I kind of yeah, know right, how you right. feel about what happened with the Holocaust. Yeah. In other words. Alex was at scout camp a couple of weeks ago. And one of the kids there he said to the other guy, he's like, he's like, I think they should just take all these Jews and put them in the ovens again. And they give each other a, a high five and laugh. And I was like, he told me about that because he didn't know how to react to it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I would have either. I was thinking about them saying it, and I was trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, were they were they joking or were they talking about something someone else said? Or were they? But then they had this incident up in Yonkers last week where there was a Jewish girl's school playing basketball against the school in Yonkers. I heard about that. I heard about and all that. The, all, the, that was... all the kids, all the kids from the predominantly African-American school are like chanting, you know, like Jews, this right. and yeah. It's it's not okay for you to say those things. It's, it shouldn't be. It's not okay right. for anybody to say that kind of stuff or to target somebody because of their ethnicity. Like yeah. no matter what you think of that ethnicity, because that's what all racists have excuses for their racist crap. Right. Right. You right. don't get to have a bunch of excuses for why you're racist yeah. against this group. You're just a jerk. We're definitely letting the artist suck up all the air in the room from the art. We haven't hardly talked about the album at all. I was just about to say let's let's, let's turn Kanye, to but... let's turn to let's turn to the album. Okay. Starting with the album cover, shall we? The album cover is an interesting story. Yeah, definitely. So I was thinking about when I, this album for me is already post owning a physical CD. I did not buy CDs in 2010 anymore. I had this, I think I probably mostly, you know, illegally downloaded songs from this album at this point. No, no, that's not true. No, no. By 2010, I'm thinking the other ones from the, from the previous Kanye albums that would have definitely downloaded those. By this time, I was a, enough of a grown up that I would actually buy things on, on the iTunes store. So I would have... And an album. And I can't remember. I think I had the blurry album cover on, on the iTunes store when I got it. I can't remember. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I got. There's a whole series of different covers. Mm -hmm. There's one cover that's got all of them. And then there's like, I don't know, six alternate covers, all of which were done by a really respected artist. I mean, to Kanye, the visual arts are super important. I mean, I think they're right. just as important as the musical aspect right. of things for him. He's into fashion. I think he's got like a great sense of color and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not a big haute couture fashion. No, when I, when I see high fashion, I, I usually am just like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. How, how does yeah. this have anything to do with what anybody's going to wear? What kind of an artistic statement right. is being made here? It's lost on me. I, I know what I like, but then I see totally ridiculous stuff, right. which Kanye has worn in the past, like ridiculous looking outfits. Yep. Right. And everybody, because he can, he can get away with it because everybody says, oh, that's Kanye. He's an artist. You know, like I've seen ridiculous things in the visual arts and in music, sort of that that your your initial response is just to make fun of it. But then you realize it's yeah. somebody making a statement of some kind. Like right. John Cage's, I think it's what, four minutes, 32 seconds, right? Where it's just nothing. It's just silence yes. for four minutes, 32 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And it's, it's a comment on like the basics of composition. It's like, what do you start with? You start with a flat, you know, with nothing. And then you yeah. add things. And he just decided not add anything. Okay. You hear that once, you're like, oh, that's an interesting uh, experiment. Anyway, let's let's move on. You know, I think we talked right. about this before with the blank canvas. You see a blank canvas somewhere. I know Kanye West, I saw an interview with him and Dave Letterman where Kanye was talking about he had wabi-sabi artifacts in his house. So they're mm -hmm. like unadorned and sort of in the process of becoming art. 
I guess is kind of what the idea is. It's like the, the uncarved block kind of thing. So I, I think he's thinking about some of these things and probably that's going on in the fashion too. But again, I, I just never heard anybody. I'm it probably is. I mean, it, it goes, it goes beyond just trying to make a statement. I think he, He's very uh, anti-reading, he actually... by the way, Kanye West. He, he was. I know, stuck. I know. Yeah, I don't read, read anything at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, great, do you read? I don't read anything. I read nothing. You don't read anything? No, nothing. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> what did you think of the album as an album? Like, as you listened to it, I thought you know what's interesting is I liked like the first six track. Well, to me, I, I love the first track was the best to me, and yeah. as you start progressively going down to the last one, I hated the last track. Maybe the last two, three tracks. I did not like them at all. Yeah, um, it does. It does lose me a bit by the last couple of tracks. I also haven't dedicated the time to the last couple of tracks either. I thought. I thought basically reciting. I think it was Alice in Wonderland or Cinderella or something like that. It was that. So, that, so what it is? It's really that, interesting, actually. It's actually the opening to a Roald Dahl retelling. Of oh, the okay. Fairy tales. Okay. Except that, except that she's paraphrasing the Roald Dahl. Nicki Minaj is doing like a riff on the Roald Dahl. She changes some of the words. Yeah. Like she starts with. You may think you've peeped the scene, and it's like that's not what mm -hmm. Roald Dahl said. But Roald Dahl said something that right. exactly paraphrases right. that. I thought that was cool. That was a, that think, was a great that was really way to neat. open it. Yeah, um, I like that. A lot. I love yeah. the samples. The samples were really interesting because they were so minimalistic. Like you said, it would be like yeah. one little thing. Yeah, he would take like one little thing, and then he would start playing with it and make something you know sort of big out of that one little thing. Um, I like the difference. Uh, the, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it. I think his mind is like having a thousand browser windows open at one time. Exactly. That's exactly right? what I'm talking it's, about. It's, when I talk about, that's exactly yeah. what I, it's, it, really it's, it's like, it. it's, it's, fr it's completely it's, fragmented. Yep. And, but he's finding connections between it all. Right. It, and that's what his music does. So his yes. music is doing yes. the same thing. It's all these different layers and mm -hmm. fragments and facets and, it's like it's like collage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Elon Musk talks about his mind is like that. Like he is, his mind is completely scattered. He's always like thinking about a thousand different things at one time on mm -hmm. this type of level. And, and actually, I guess if you really kind of distill it, he and Kanye really aren't that different. They they're both sort of outlandish and outrageous, and they do outrageous oh, and outlandish similar. things. They also seem to have gone increasingly off the edge. <laughs> completely crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a recent interview with Elon Musk and he's he's lost his mind. It's the same thing. I mean, it, it may yeah. be something that the world is doing to people today where some of these maybe some of these people that at first you kind of respect them for going against the grain and then they keep going against the grain and then they keep going against the grain to the point where they've lost their mind. Like they they yeah. need they need somebody to keep them in check. Just the way people are today, they're so cancelly and stuff like that that I think people end up going beyond to try to show everybody that, that they aren't going to be controlled. And, th and then they lose me too. Then I'm finally like, okay, now. I don't know. Here. I mean, think of Howard Hughes. Yeah, that's true. It, it was always the madness mad... of the power of yeah, the powerful. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's the mad genius. And he was the richest, you know, one of the richest men in the world. I don't know if I see Elon Musk peeing into jars <laughs> and keeping all of his pee and like communicating with people you know, with notes through the pass under the door or something. Different stuff though, uh, right? Because he's got like I mean, you know a bunch of kids by different women and and yeah, you know, all, all sort. There's there's some pretty crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. Here we are. So we're talking about the artist, not the art again. Yeah. But I, it's it's hard to separate the two. But I, I do know that like I really feel sorry for Kanye in this way that mm -hmm. he can't go a day without getting his picture taken. Now he might like that. Yeah, I couldn't handle that. I saw when I lived in Memphis, uh, you know, we visited Graceland quite a bit because, uh, you know, friends would come over and visit us and stuff. And so they'd always want to go to Graceland. So we'd go to, and there was this great, they had this temp, they had these temporary exhibits and they would put them up kind of a revolving, revolving exhibitions. And, and one of these, I think it was called just like Elvis in, in 56. It was whatever year he broke, like whatever year his first year was. And they had this timeline all around the room with pictures and it starts with like Elvis going to Sun, Sun Studios or Sun Records or whatever it was called, Sun Records. When he was a truck driver, he made this record for his mom for, for her birthday. They needed a singer to sing with his band. And the secretary remembered this kid that came in and, and sang. So they called Elvis up. He came in and they laid down like blue suede shoes. And it shows him he's doing all these shows in like Mississippi and like the Bull Weevil Festival and going to Alabama and stuff. And so in like one day, he would drive like 600 miles. Mm -hmm. And then finally – 
it shows him he he goes to do it's all it's all yeah so he, yeah. then he goes to new york and this timeline it showed like his shows got bigger and bigger and as they got bigger and bigger he was doing fewer and fewer and so now he instead of doing six a day he's doing two a day and then one a day and then one every yeah. couple of days finally he's playing madison square garden and there's a photographer with him and there's this just this great picture that i love and it's elvis presley by himself on a street looking in the window it's black and white picture looking when maybe on madison or something like that looking in the window of a men's clothing store at like the suits and he's just sitting there kind of looking at it his hair's kind of wind blown and stuff still looks like elvis and stuff the caption below this picture was elvis presley the night before he plays madison square garden the next day uh -huh. after that show Elvis can never leave his hotel again. The image captured the last moment of any yeah. normalcy in that guy's life. People yeah. camped out in front of Graceland. They were always there. He couldn't get away from people. And yeah. so Kanye West is like a victim of his own success. He wanted yeah. to be this huge star. He wanted to get you know go viral and be on everybody's mind, top of mind and everything. And now everybody worries about what kind of shoes he's wearing, what he's eating, you know, what restaurant he goes in, all kinds of stuff. He cannot get away from it, right? Yeah. So yeah, what do yeah. you do in that situation? You go absolutely nuts, right? Yeah. I mean, Michael Jackson, so, right? Or, or if, yeah. you wanna, if you want to reach back into history, I remember reading uh, Suetonius, and he's talking about what happened to Tiberius as he got older, and he's throwing right. these lavish parties in his palace and stuff. Perfectly yeah. normal person for the first 10 years, and then devolves into insanity as the emperor. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's why yeah. I always wanted to be a writer because nobody knows what you look like. Okay, so getting back to the music, as you go from one to what is it, thirteen? I think they seem to be getting darker. They seem to be getting more aggressive in terms of the language used. In terms of, I mean, just count the number of f bombs in the first song versus like the last song, right? The imagery seems to get a little bit darker, and so like they were really kind of upbeat and like, yeah, this is really good. You know, for the first, especially for the first like four or five, I think, really like toe tapping music, <laughs> as they used to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, definitely. I think aggressives are really good. Like frantic, maybe that's a good way to put it. Like they became sort of frantic by the time the last one. I was like, God, just make this end. Make this one just go. Away. I listened to it all. <laughs> I rode in from this from Brooklyn this morning. I had to drive out there to drop off my mother in law, and I rode the train listening to this album, and. um yeah. It's really, I listened to it a couple of times, like at home with it just on the computer and I didn't have the same experience. But when I put on headphones, the two times I'd listened mm. to the album with headphones on and was immersed in it, it's just yes. much, much better. This is not something, yeah. you put on a Beatles album in the background, you can hear the Beatles. Yeah. You, listen, you, yeah. Know, you put this on with headphones, you're having a completely different sonic experience. Yeah. It's definitely, and, and I thought it was definitely worth doing that for, like it was worth yeah letting myself go into it because i was walking down the street the first day we talked about doing this and i listened to it i did this whole like 40 or 50 block walk and was listening to the album the whole time and i was like this is amazing yeah. like I'm, I'm really enjoying this album like listening I, right by the way i knew a couple of these songs but i think i only had the single of of um runaway so yeah. i hadn't actually listened to the whole album from start to finish before we, we talked about doing this it's one of the reasons why i wanted to do it because i, I like a good album i like I think that's a cultural phenomenon that's been lost today. I don't think I don't think anybody yeah. listens to a whole album anymore, which I don't either. You know, I mean, I, I it's easier to listen to the singles, so that's what I listen to. But something yeah. is missing from that whole. This one's de definitely like that. You started out, and like you said, it's got one personality at the beginning, and then it goes all the way towards the end. And uh, OK Computer was the same way. The last couple of tracks are starting to get to the point where I'm like, oh, OK, these are kind of losing me. Like these yeah. are. It's getting to be a little slow, a little too artistic. Yeah. I kind of think yeah. if you kept listening, if you stuck with it, it might end up being like the second disc of the White Album. It might mm. they might be really good, but they just don't sound that good at first. They're just too mm. artistic. But I don't know. I don't know if I ever gave them the chance. But the first six or seven tracks of this album, I think, are terrific. And yeah. and then actually, Runaways like nine. So yeah, all the way through it. And that one, I could see why that one would be weird. I don't know what what do you what did you think uh, of that track? Runaway was Runaway was good. It was that was actually the one where that brought me back because uh -huh, he started yeah. losing me, you know, yeah. and then, and then yeah. that one brought me back. But you know, what's interesting. What we can do real quick is we can look at, well, that one, the thing about that song is he's really uh, honest in that one. And I think it's the first one where you're listening to it and you're like, okay, this is not just a guy who's bragging. This is a guy who yeah. has lots of negative feelings about all the things he does and the way he behaves. This is like a confession. And then if you go back and listen right. to some of the other songs, you realize 
uh, the guy that wrote the book I read was pointing out that you can't always tell who is supposed to be the protagonist of the song, right? Like, what, what's the one song that I was right. especially thinking of? It's, it's the one where he's with the I will never let you live this down when he says uh, that. Yeah. Is he saying that to the people that are messing with him out there in the press? Or is that right. people saying that to him? Right. Like, who's he, he talking to? Ways, yeah. Right. Who's he yeah, talking exactly. to? Right. Yeah, he got absolutely. up and said that thing to Taylor Swift and everybody was like, we're never going to let you live this down. Is that him complaining yeah. about that? Or is that him saying that to himself? So there's ambiguity about that. And I think so, when you hear Runaway and how much the guilt in that song, right, then you realize, okay, there's more going on with this other. This is not just him um, self-congratulating. According to Apple uh, Music, Mm -hmm. The most popular office tracks off this album are Power, Power, Power yeah, that's what I thought. All the Lights, okay, and and Runaway. Those are the three most popular. Yeah, interesting. Okay, All right. and then following that, you have Monster. In this order, you would have Monster, Dark Fantasy, and then Devil in a New Dress, Gorgeous, and then Blame Game, Lost in the World. And See me now is is the worst ratings. Yeah, but who will survive? Last. Yeah, the last two. And I would I would tend to agree with that, you know, because it's it, so like dark fantasy starts off good. That's like half like the the kind of middle of the road popularity, the gorgeous power. Yeah, I really uh, that's the one that I was really appreciating today, actually, that I hadn't really listened to a bunch before was all the lights. I was like, man, this is really good. And I don't know if I want to give away my best. My, I think my I don't have a whole lot of surprises here, except how crazy Kanye ended up being, I think is surprising. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew he went a little bit off the rails, but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, no, this is like legit. Yeah. I was really surprised about the Roll Doll thing with the Nicki, Ma Nicki Minaj. I thought that was a cool huh? little nod. For me, I, like I was listening to All the Lights and I was thinking, oh, is that is that Rihanna? I was like, it sounds like mm -hmm. Rihanna. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to look up and see who was on the song. It's Fergie. I thought Fergie. it was Rihanna. No, I thought it was Rihanna too. I looked it up. It's Fergie doing that. And then at the end, at the end, just just the part that's the ooh is Elton John and Alicia Keys singing that together. Wow. And all those people coming together for one track, and I don't even I don't even know if it was on the radio. I mean, maybe it was on the radio, but um Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. I guess my my biggest surprise is just generally in the in the uh in the album, because like I said, I was a I was a virgin. Yeah. I, I never really uh, paid attention to his stuff or or listened to his stuff. And it was really um nuanced very layered um it was a lot different than than what i i guess it was different than what i thought um mm. i thought it'd be a lot more like totally bravado and instead it's it's yeah, it's right. a lot of stuff he talks about fame he talks about materialism he talks about stuff like that so um i was generally surprised at the artistry is that the way way to put it um yeah so. kind of in, involved in it I, I had heard this album spoken of well, but when I listened to it mm -hmm. and I started reading about it, I was like, okay, it, it deserves this. This is there's a lot going on here. This is not, this is not just some guy talking about how big his genitals are and and how right. many <laughs> how many people he's shot. This is something really yeah. special. I really like the line where he's mercy, mercy, that mercy at Lago. For some reason, that one jumped out at me. Sitting down and reading the lyrics, like I listen to it and you catch, I don't know, for me, somewhere between 50 and 75% of what's being said. But when I listen uh -huh. to a track and watch the lyrics, it's a, it's, that's, that's worth the time to sit down and do yeah. because the lyrics are good. The rhymes are good. Sometimes they, sometimes he says something. There's some later albums, and I'm, I can't even say this on the podcast, but there's this one line in a later Kanye song where I was like, again, not for the first time in my life, I was like, is he a moron? Is, is he actually like a moron why would somebody say that but right. anyway no he's not um there's there's definitely something really fascinating going on inside the brain of this of this guy but so should we go ahead and do our vote yeah let's do our vote i um fun listening to this i think i think that this is the big album by kanye kanye is a big deal some of his other songs and other albums are some of my more favorite songs, but this album as a piece, I think, is is probably his masterpiece album. This is the one that's highest on the top 500 of all time. He's got six albums on Rolling Stones' top of all time. He's there's only three artists with more albums on that top 500 than Kanye West. So I don't even know what the six would be. I could only name maybe four of them. I think there might be. I think he's tied with he's tied with Bob Dylan. <clears throat> yeah, or, somebody like um, yeah, exactly highest number. Yeah. If this is his highest ranked, and this is, I think, you know, I could definitely say this is probably his best. Although I do like College Dropout. That one's really good, too. Um, yeah. So 
don't know. To me, I think I think this gets my vote. It's going to be more interesting to hear what you have to say about that, though. I mean, what what do you base this on, right? Now, let me let me say one thing because this is something I meant to say before, and I just thought of it. Uh, in the late '90s, or maybe it was middle mid '90s, there was this track. What the heck was it called? But it was like the guy was like, "I wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller." Remember that song? Yes, I do. It was the first time I'd ever heard a rapper not be overconfident. And I found that to be, it wasn't that good of a song, but I remember just be really liking that. I was like, I like you a lot more when you're not so confident. Like I'm not the kind of guy, I, I don't love the, the somebody talking some. So for me, this album is a bit like that in a much more interesting and and I think musically attractive way. It's like yeah. showing vulner, vulnerability in someone in the hip hop world in a way that I am much more attracted to than somebody that's telling me how awesome they are all the time. Like I, See, I, I like Radiohead a lot better than I like Van Halen. That's just the way I am. I I like the guy. <laughs> right. I like the sort of you know the 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 weirdo a lot more than yeah. The, you like the weirdo stuff. You like the nerd stuff. That was Skilo, by yeah. the way. And Skilo, um, yes, that Skilo. that's right. Yeah. That's right. But you could also do uh, Shock G, Humpty, the Humpty Hump, do the Humpty dance. It's like oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, stupid. Sure. I got a big nose. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah, awesome. True. I loved. I did him. like that. I did like that. <laughs> I actually. Moved, my moves are funny. <laughs> you know, so is that is that not awesome. digital underground? That's digital. That underground, digital underground. Right? Yeah. So back to my question is like it's hard for me to measure this because I don't think it. I mean, is it unfair to try to separate him from his work? So what's the legacy of his work versus him? When we talk about this work, we always talk about like what followed it, what came afterwards, and it's kind of stole, stood on the, on its shoulders, right? You know, how did it have an impact on on society and stuff? It's so hard for me to figure that out because, like, I've never heard this album. Okay, I've never heard any of these songs that I remember. I mean, I probably did, but um, however, I know who he is. I know all about him, about him because we're being force fed all this junk. Back right. then, you know, I, I knew. I knew about him because of the rant about Bush, which I thought was funny. I knew about him because of the whole Taylor yeah. Swift thing, which I thought was hilarious. So I was like, good yeah. for him. <laughs> good for anybody who does that kind of stuff. I love that. That's, that's you know, I, I really dig that. Part of the big legacy, and I, it's a lot of it is Kanye West's work, but I think this album is emblematic of it, is like we said before, that transition for hip hop to, to like the, a world of glamour, not just being aspirationally wealthy people but who, if I go over to Kanye West's house, I expect him to like show me glamorous things I've never heard of because yeah. I'm not a wealthy person. Like I think of him yeah, as, as being, wealthy as him. You know, like the Kardashians. Like they're just these people that have all this money. And so it's sort I of expected. I mean, they don't even brag about it because they just have it. I don't know, man. This was a tough one for me. I don't know if it's a classic. I just don't know. The Chronic, yeah, because the Chronic changed things, right? It was a pivot right. point for rap. You know, because we talked about what happened before, what came after that. Huge. I mean, they made movies about it. I don't know here, if this reaches that caliber. And here's the thought, and I hadn't really talked about this during the show yet, but this album and the amount of like pathos and almost like emo quality to it, that's a that's a hallmark of hip hop in the 2010s and today. If you listen yeah. to Travis Scott, yeah. if you listen to somebody like that, he's whining about the problems in his life and like his like the issues that he has in a way that like rock went through that emo phase around 2000 yeah i don't know what that's legacy has been but it definitely was a thing it definitely was a force for a right. while well i was gonna say but then then again and, and this sort of ties into another sort of issue i have here is i was 92 i was 18 years old i'm a white kid at that mm. time i had platinum blonde hair i had heard the chronic you know, mm -hmm. I, I heard it played everywhere. I listened to it. I, I loved it. Flash forward, I'm still the same white kid. Well, white old man. I don't have platinum blonde hair anymore, more grain. Um, right. But like, I had never heard this. It's just, I just think that it's like not the cultural phenomenon that something like The Chronic was. The Chronic was, it just changed things. Like before that, you had Run DMC. And you had this, this the type of rap that was kind of like, uh, you know, I found this girly. Her hair was curly. You know, and, yeah, and, no, yeah, and then all of a sudden, different. you know, then they, they 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 come out and they just are dropping bombs like yeah. throughout the, the entire thing and nuking everybody. But the big change in the, in the style of rap was NWA, but I wasn't exposed to that. That was not on the radio. If you didn't know the right kid with the right tape, you didn't right. hear that. 
So when Chronic came, I'll, I'll, that, that's when the big I just, change. I just don't, I don't understand why. Why? So in 2010, I lived here still. Uh-huh. I moved back from Memphis. So why did I listen? Why did I hear Dre and, and all the rest? Because I could, I should have said straight out of Compton, changed everything, and then yeah, Chronic so, followed yeah. on that. But you know, why did I know them, <clears> and why did I hear them, but not hear? Now it might be to be very fair. It might be because at 18 years old, V8 uh, or MTV still played music, yeah, and yeah, so they true. played they played the hell out of NWA and then Dre afterwards with Chronic. I mean, they played it all the time. He had something like Friday come out, you know, and just I mean, it was like really in the, yeah. in the zeitgeist. You had Juice, uh, you had um, Boys in the Hood. I mean, blah blah blah. Oh, so, absolutely. Now it's like so part of the culture. Tough as you get older too. Like when I told you yeah. the story of how I came across this was me going on the internet, finding an aggregating website that talks about music and taking a recommendation to go and listen to this album. Yeah. That's the that's the oldest white guy thing yeah. to be doing, right? To doing research. Yeah, right. What the good. And then again, not, and then again, you're not in high school listening on somebody else's right. car yeah. to their music. Well, and you're then most of things if you don't, you know. Back back then you had, you know, you had radio which no, who listens to radio, like terrestrial radio anymore. Nine out of ten cars have Sirius, and you silo yourself, right? Like for Sirius, I've got Pop Two K, I've got you know Lithium, I've got all the stuff that I know I like, and that every time I go there, I'll like what they play. Radio back in the day, when in '92, radio, you had to listen to whatever they played, and you only had like it was kind of like not having cable. Right. You like you had like right. three stations, it's, you it's know, and that not- was it. It's also for me. I don't know. I, I think I think this is borne out by what I've heard from other people and what I've seen in research and stuff like that. Is that when you have a sixteen to twenty year old brain, you crave yeah. novelty and musical novelty. Oh, that's true. You that's crave what other people are doing. You're just so oh. out focused naturally. And and this is like a recommendation I want to say to people who are my age or people who are younger or whatever is that it doesn't happen naturally once you get above like I definitely once you're past thirty, you're not naturally yes. Learning about new things, force yourself no, a, to learn. Yeah, go out there. Like I said, I it's yeah. dorky that I was on Pitchfork looking yeah. for what's good, but that yeah. enriches my life. That I'm in my 30s and I'm still learning new music. So, and Did you do even, a search by what are the kids today listening to? Basically, yeah, basically not not <laughs> so many words, but I have yeah. it. I have a habit, and it's a habit. I have to have it. I wouldn't just do it naturally. If I'm out and I hear something, I'll Shazam it. And then I'll save it to a list yeah. for later to listen to on Spotify. And I force myself to have at least some idea about new music. I think it's still important for older brains, even though we don't crave it the same way. I think it's important for us to new music is a big part of my life. Like it, may, it definitely makes me. And I guess that's why I guess that's why I'm struggling. You know, everybody says that Kanye West is a genius. Everybody tells me that. I guess. So what, this is what I'm going to do based on just my listening to it. Oh, um, I know this is. His... We haven't bifurcated in a while. You're going to bifurcate. Okay. Yeah. So based on just me listening to it, I know this is a best-selling album. And the thing is, you know, I mentioned Silo, and I have I have become siloed as I as I grow older, you know. And I think we all sort of do that. That's sort of what you're alluding to, is like you have to force yourself to go out, expand. So I will toast this. I will toast this as a classic. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, that took. Yeah, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. No, you kept me in in, uh, suspense for a long time. (laughs) No, I I will, and it's because you know when you listen to it, it, it is a lot like. Uh, okay computer it is a lot like pet sounds in that there's so much nuance like you got to listen to something like if you if you listen to a track once listen to the first track once that's not enough you know no, you yeah. got to go back you got to yeah. listen to it but then go back and you're right i listened to the, the very very first time i listened to it was in my office on, on on campus and i just i put it on my on my speaker on my phone what a terrible way to listen to it cuz it's oh, tinny, yeah, no, 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 no. can't yeah, hear yeah, anything yeah. and then after that I, I put it in my my airpods i listen to it and then you, you catch all this nuance and then i listen to it in my car hooked it up listen to my my car stereo which is a uh, pretty good stereo and it was yet a different experience yeah i will toast this i will toast this i okay. think i think right. musically i think kanye is he is an artist he truly is an artist but i think Sadly, I think he's going down the road of the mad genius, man. I think um, so, yeah. We've talked about sort of the associational aspect of his mind and like the way he thinks and his kind of artistic vision and all that. Yeah. Definitely an artist in that sense. But I think one of the big differences with people today, and I don't remember the last time I saw somebody who, like, I, who was a prominent musical artist who was actually a musician. 
I don't think right. Kanye West well, is a point. musician. Kanye West does not yeah. play any musical instruments that I know right. of. And, yeah. and to some extent, I mean, yes, your voice is an instrument, um, but he's not a virtuosic singer or anything like that. The rapping is something different that I think is a legit skill that not very many people can do, but I don't know if it's necessarily a musical. It's being a lyricist is a different kind of thing. And, yeah, I, think, and I don't I think know. I, don't, no, I think you're right. Yeah. There's not a lot of well, guys like I mean, Hendrix out there today like that are just virtuosic with an instrument. Yeah. But, you know. Well, but I mean, there's the, you know, DJs are classified as musicians because they'll they'll take they'll take samples and they'll they'll take things that by themselves are sort of meaningless. It's like taking a word out of the yeah, dictionary. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there but are they'll they'll, yeah. they'll string them all together yeah. to make this thing and he does that. You yeah, there there that's what that's that's what a producer does, right? They're they're like and producers so he, or composers. Yeah. They're artists, definitely. Yeah. But in terms of um, if somebody's a great piano player, they have to yes. devote years and years to that craft in a way that you you know to a craft of being able to make music. It's not the same thing, you know. Kanye Kanye West has a mind that can create great music, but he, he didn't really have to dedicate himself to that craft the same sort of way. I think there's a difference sometimes for. It creates a different kind of person and a different kind of music, I think. There's an education you have to have in order to be like a great instrumental player. There's a there's an right. amount of time you have to put into it. You went ahead you went oh. ahead and voted for this. Oh. So for Toasting the Classics, this is Dave MacArthur saying peace out to everybody out there. And this is Dr. Clinton R. Lanier saying thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. That's it for episode 92 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, stay tuned to find out what we'll be drinking as we examine the modernist stylings of T.S. Eliot. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and let us know as soon as Kanye says something else that's stupid. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @attractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.